0: Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Alan Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. And back with us on this Tuesday, John Morris Show, brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. As promised, let's listen in now to a portion of our Sikkim podcast this week. Our most current Sikkim podcast with Dr. Monique Marshbell coincides with College Football's Mental Health Awareness Week. Dr. Monique Marshbell, Associate AD for Mental Health Services in Baylor Athletics.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. This is our third time participating in college football mental health awareness week. Um, every year we get bigger with uh, our awareness events. So a lot going on next week and I'm excited to talk about it and then and hit the ground running on Saturday.
2: How would Baylor get involved with this?
1: Yeah, so um, mental health services and athletics has only been around for four years. And so we were in the beginning kind of looking for opportunities to raise awareness and what can we do to um, help our student athletes know about our services and kind of talk about mental health more because of course there's a stigma around it. And so we connected with Helinski's Hope, and they are the founders of College Football Mental Health Awareness Week. And so when we connected with them, they gave us tons of ideas. Uh, we partnered with them and just kind of followed their lead and then we started to add on to that and make it uh, Baylor specific. Mm.
0: That's great that we're involved and you say this area at Baylor is only four years old but uh, isn't that a huge step forward just to even have this area in our health and wellness?
1: Yeah so there's a a lot of universities that do not have mental health services inside their athletic department so we're really blessed to have that. Um, It's interesting because you know most colleges have cop college campus counseling centers and so student athletes can absolutely use the counseling center but it's something different to have it in-house I've read several places where student athletes say everything that's important to them is kind of provided for them and kind of at their fingertips. So we have nutrition services here. We have academic services here. And so to have mental health services here in the building with them tells them that this is important um, because we're making it easily accessible to you.
2: Well, and I'm not going to discredit any other college that maybe only has those college counselors uh, campus on the campus side. But if there's one thing we've learned, it's that our student athletes have crazy schedules, Mm -hmm. literally marked down to the T. So it has to be a huge benefit for you to be in the building where most of them are already and to have schedules that work with them.
1: Yeah. Most people know this about me, but I came from campus counseling right here at Baylor. Um, And so when athletes would make it over to campus, they would be like, yeah, I have Monday at 10 and, and Wednesday at 7, and that's yeah. really the only time that I have. And when I was over there, I was like, you've got to have more time than that. <laughs> You're like,
2: yeah, right. <laughs> like,
1: this, is, this is not working. Give me something else. And they're like, no, 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 this is really all I have. Um, and then when I got here and I was able to see their schedule, I'm like, wow, that is, that is all lying. you have. <laughs> so being able to, I mean, even where my office is located, I'm right across from the football team room so being able to like step out of there and maybe just step straight across the hall into my office um the other thing is i say we we make house calls we don't really go to their house but we'll go to out to the softball facility or out to uh, the ferrell center or wherever they are um and and meet with them to make it more convenient we don't want there to be any additional barriers to them seeking mental health services
0: and, and let's make the point, this is College Football Mental Health Awareness Week, but you uh, work with all the student-athletes yeah. of all the sports here at yeah. Baylor.
1: Yes, and so it's also uh, Mental Illness Awareness Week. Okay. And so the Holinskis did a great job by like kind of putting, yeah, that one together, putting great. things together. <laughs> and Monday, October 10th is World Mental Health Day. Okay. So even though we, we uh, partner with the Holinskis and we talk about College Football Mental Health Awareness Week a lot, it is Mental Illness Awareness Week. And yes, we are going to be doing things with all of our sports that are competing this week. So if you come to volleyball uh, on the 5th, if you come to soccer on the 6th, or if you're at the Women's uh, Tennis hub Invitational, October 7th through 9th, you will see us there. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have some giveaways um, related to mental health awareness, so the green ribbons, stickers, wristbands, all the things. Um, and you'll see our athletes sporting either their green ribbons, or we have headbands, we have hair ties. I mean, it's <laughs> going to be all over the place.
2: That's great. Well, and John mentioned, you know, you've, you've said you're only here for four years. You've only been here for four years, but in those four years, your department has, has really grown. Tell us about your team yes say
1: that again yep. My yeah team. your team your <laughs> nice. team it is I
2: have a team you need That's a team so awesome. to support all of our teams yeah
1: you know it's definitely one of those if you build it they will come so it started out just me full-time and now we have Dr. Don Arterburn who is our um, director of athletics mental health services we have Trinity Martinez who is our athletics case manager uh, just started two months ago and then we still have a social work intern that does 16 to 20 hours with us and we, we get a new intern every year so we're training and getting some services for uh, by partnering with the department of uh, social work here on campus.
0: That's great. I mean, you, you you did a great job, but you needed help, right? Just dealing with this number of student athletes.
1: I did need help. It's <laughs> interesting because when I think about in the process of me transitioning from campus counseling over to athletics, there was a question of would I have enough to do to fill my time? Huh. And um,
2: I'm like, you know, <laughs> that's, that's- <laughs> laughable now, right?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a valid question, yeah. right? Sure. You hadn't had anyone in this space before. So it's like, do we even need someone full-time? Should we just have someone part-time? Um, and so when I got here quickly, we realized that, yeah, I have, would have plenty of things to do to fill my time and needed someone else and had things that could fill their time. And and now we're three full-time strong and uh, have our, our intern helping out as well. And so still using Counseling Center. So uh, we still send student athletes there. Sometimes we have community providers that we partner with. And we have two psychiatrists in the community that we partner with. So all of our time and we call ourselves Air Traffic Control because... Because yeah. sometimes we're directing uh, student athletes to other places for services as well, just to make sure they get the best service for them and the best fit for, for their needs.
2: This is a personal question, mm-hmm. but why did you, A, decide to go down this path and then B, switch over into athletics? What was that like for you? What, what made that important to you?
1: Yeah. So when I think about my passion for mental health, it's really around making sure everyone has access to services and thinking about um, people and population groups that don't have access to services or maybe there's a higher level of stigma. And so um, when I was in the counseling center, I I started the Let's Talk program for Baylor. It's a Cornell model, so I I borrowed from them and recreated it here at Baylor. We were in Multicultural Affairs. We were in um, the Graduate School, the Law School, and then here in Athletics because we realized those were groups that just weren't really coming into the Counseling Center, and Athletics was by far the most successful. I mean, it was really like the... Peanuts comic. I was sitting at a desk, (laughs) like, you know, doctors in five cents kind of deal. (laughs) And athletes were coming, coaches were coming, asking questions, wanting consultation, coaches were bringing athletes. And so it just really opened my eyes to the need that was here. Um, I am not an athlete, would never uh, misrepresent myself as such. And so I didn't really know much about the athletic world, but I knew and saw and then started researching and, and seeing the need um, to have someone here to provide that service for our student athletes. And so Kenny Boyd would say that he recruited me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're good on that side yeah. of recruiting over here. Yeah. Yeah. He recruited me,
1: but um, there was a need and I was happy to, to step into this role and and help start to, to fill it
0: in your area, overcoming a stigma, you know, about, you know, even making an appointment coming to see you or Don or somebody is a big thing. Do you think there's less of a stigma, uh, in athletics? Maybe the coaches are encouraging their student athletes, you know, to take advantage of this.
1: Yeah. At the very least we're seeing kind of like a gap in the stigma. So there's some student athletes that are really, really still uh, heavily concerned about people knowing that they're coming. Um, And I think I talked about this before, like the waiting area for my office and even for Don's office is is pretty open. (laughs) Anyone kind of walking down the hall can see. And so there's definitely student athletes that are like, yeah, I want to come, but I don't want to sit out there. I don't want anyone to know. And then there are athletes that you know, they see me somewhere else, like I'm in the bank, and they're like, hey, when's my appointment? I think, I I can't remember when my appointment is, and I'm like, wow, okay, you're (laughs) you're talking to me in public and in front of other people. Uh, I'm being acknowledged. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes when they start talking, I'm looking around like, oh, you're talking to me? (laughs) Um, But our coaches have also just been really amazing to uh, make us a part of their programs and their teams, wanting us to be out at practice, having us speak in team meetings or before lift sessions, and that shows that they're on board and they're okay with it because they're bringing us in, which shows the athlete, like if coach is okay, then there's no reason why I shouldn't be okay um, going to seek counseling. And so it's been really fun to see the change and um, how student athletes and even our coaches look at mental health and see the importance in it.
0: And we definitely have the support of of Mac our athletic yes. director, and the support of campus you know in this area, as evidenced by the way your area continues to grow here yeah yeah, yeah. so to have that spo- that support that backing has got to be big.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, we are growing, but we still need um, the support of the people around us. And so um, we still use Counseling Center Services. We still really partner with them a lot. MAC is great because when I was like, hey, we we might need to think about expanding our services or here's some ideas I have for how we can do that. I'm always willing to hear and very supportive, even when we're trying things that uh, maybe are new. And we've tried groups before. We haven't really had a great success with that, but, um, really on board for that and how we, how he could support and how we could do that better and maybe make that work. Um, something new that we're doing is we've actually recruited some student athletes to be, um, I think we're going to call them health and wellness peer leaders, Mm. because we know hearing from your peers is a very strong voice. Like they can listen to me all day, but, uh, hearing from their peers, their teammates, um, their friends, really makes an impact that I'm, I'm not able to make. And so that's something new that we're doing that Mac and Kenny and our executive team uh, are completely on board with. So it's very helpful not to have to feel like you have to fight to, to get these things yeah. that we need to make our, our program successful.
2: They're basically uh, captains. I mm-hmm. like it.
1: I like it. Yeah. yeah. they're Yeah.
2: I they're like used it. to ha- having captains on their team <laughs> and now there's captains in, in this part of their their world. Um, so walk us through a little bit. Uh, you said as the college football mental health awareness week has continued to grow, kind of walk us through if people are at the game this weekend, gold out. If you (laughs) come to the game, gold out. Um, what, what are some of the things that they might be seeing and, and hearing and, uh, just different ways that they can be focused on that this week?
1: Yeah. So at the game, you will see that our athletes will have their green ribbons on as in the form of a helmet decal. Um, one of the things that the helinskis started and we will partner with them and do is uh, for the first play of the third quarter, we hold up three fingers. So um, the Holinskis started this foundation because their son, Tyler, took his own life back in 2018. He was... Um, uh, quarterback at Washington state and he wore the number three. And so it's a way to remember him and to literally raise awareness as we raise our three fingers, um, in support of mental health awareness. So can absolutely do that. Um, there will be, um, Media, So both on social media and in venue media that talks about mental health, our student athletes and our coaches got together and recorded um, a video. So I'm excited about that coming out, Um, an awareness video. So may get a little snippet of that in game, but definitely will be on our social media um, platform starting on Saturday. And then every game after that this week, you can come in and get your own green ribbon Mm -hmm.
2: and uh, support in that way. Why is it important, um, you know, you're focused on our student athletes, but this goes beyond that and it's in our venues, it's on social media, it's really taking it public for the Baylor family to experience all of this too. Why is it important for, let's say, a family of four who has their little boy and little girl who come to the game? Why is it important for them to be, you know, introduced to this at a young age?
1: Yeah, because maybe one day they become our student-athletes first of all. Um, We're seeing more and more athletes kind of coming in, dealing with some mental health challenges. So it's great to have that awareness and early intervention even before they get to us. I think it's also an important conversation to start at that age because – they're having difficulties at that age, you know, even in junior high and high school, we see more students dealing with anxiety and depression. And so it's a great way for families to kind of have a catalyst to, to starting the conversation. Like sometimes people don't know how to kind of dive into that conversation. So explaining, Hey, this is what's happening. Um, Baylor supporting Holinsky's hope, and they're raising awareness about mental health. Let's talk about that more. I think it'd be really important. And Because our student athletes lean on the community and um, when they're with their families and when they're out in the community, being able to have those conversations, maybe even started by our Baylor family, um, is really important for them to know that they're supported by not just our office, not just athletics, um, but by Baylor at large and by the Baylor community at large.
0: I think Helinski's hope has done a really good job yeah. of uh, of spreading the message and just awareness. Uh, but they, they, don't you think nationally, have done a a great job in that area?
1: Yeah, so this year there'll be 119 uh, colleges and universities that'll be participating in College Football Mental Health Awareness Week. They provide an amazing resource page um, that has tons of information, not just of ideas of what to do during this week, but training opportunities, and um, they provide some mental health awareness videos and things like that. They go out and speak so not just in this setting, and um, I'm very excited for the fact that even though this will maintain and continue to be called College Football Mental Health Awareness Week, even they are stepping outside of the football space and recognizing mm-hmm. that all of our student athletes need this and need to be talking about mental health. So they've done an amazing job. Um, I've had the opportunity to meet them; just wonderful people, and um, you know, very heartbreaking situation, but they've definitely impacted so many lives, um, through their
2: work. I did want to ask, um, how you've worked with both sides. You've worked specifically on campus and now you're over here with our athletes. Um, how would you say mental health affects college student athletes differently than your typical college student? Because the one picture or image I think of when I think of Tyler is they do a good job of they he was literally hoisted up by his yeah. team after he brought him back for a huge victory and then shortly after passed away. And so, you know, from the outside, everyone was kind of shocked because they were like he, he that was it. He, he was doing his thing as a college student athlete. So how, how have you seen that change for college student athletes?
1: Yeah, I mean, we know the things that college students experience and and bring them stress, like just being a college student, having to balance their academics, being away from home, trying to create new friend groups, adulting, or someone adulting (laughs) um, for the first time. And so our student athletes have all of that. And then they have the pressures of being a student athlete and they have some of the the stigma that starts really young around if you're going to be a successful athlete, then you have to be mentally tough and you have to be mentally strong. And a lot of people take that to mean that they can't have any struggles with their mental health and really what mental toughness is is having a resiliency but knowing when to ask for help doing whatever it takes in order to keep pushing and keep moving forward and i think sometimes People think uh, mental toughness means that you can mentally manage everything on your own. And that's not necessarily what it means, but that's something that we hear a lot in this setting. And so our college student athletes have that additional pressure. And so they have a great protective factor because they kind of walk into a ready-made family and community, but then there's the pressure within that. And so um, for them, it's sometimes harder to say, Hey, I'm struggling because they want to be the star player. They want to be hoisted up. You know, what is coach going to think if they know that I deal with anxiety every time I step onto the field? Is it going to affect how people view me? Um, Our student athletes also, with social media, such a big thing. You know, I talked to some athletes and they've shown me some posts like – dms not posts not publics but dms that they get when maybe they're not playing their best or the team doesn't win and those things really impact them too like our general student body if they don't do well on their test nobody knows and nobody's sliding into their dms saying horrible things to them our student athletes have a very public face sometimes and when things are not wonderful um on the field or on the court sometimes people say some really um disheartening things to them and that affects them as well. And it's something different that they have to deal with.